Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What I had had the other day. Yeah, go on then. Feta cheese. <laughs> There's no mistake in that, is there? This is actually such a transgression. I didn't mention this on the podcast with Simply Vegan because there is no excuse for this. I just didn't want to pay 14 <laughs> quid for a vegan brunch. It looks shit. Actually, I made the kids toad in a hole last night and had some of their, not their toads, but I definitely had some of their holes. No. And that, oh, that egg, yeah. And that's yeah, milk. holes are fucking sneaky, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I did that the other day. I didn't even think about it. I thought I had a totally vegan dinner. I had yolks and pits with it. They've definitely got milk, or at least milk powder. Shit. <laughs> Welcome to episode 127 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. This episode is again brought to you by the powers of COVID. I've picked it up for the first time unfashionably late to the party as ever. Apologies here for COVID coughing throughout. We talk through health, anxiety, symptoms and worrying about the unknown. We also have a chat about the guilt of missing out on training through illness. Moving on from COVID, we talk about our ongoing experiments with veganism, which are mostly positive with a few tofu pitfalls. This, unsurprisingly, segues into a discussion on bowel habits and then IBS. Not that either of our experiences with IBS have anything to do with veganism. Speaking of food, we have a big old chat about a new campaign called Food Bank Run. I spoke to Sarah Donaghy recently, who set this up, and it's genius. I'd love as many of us as possible to sign up to doing this. The idea is that we all go for a run in February when demand is at its highest to drop off some food at a food bank to help people who desperately need our support right now. Why don't we do our first food bank run as a pod squad thing? 
I suggest we all go for a run in the week beginning the 6th of February. So that means we've got a whole week to do a run of whatever length you like and drop off one or two things to your local food bank. My nearest food bank is just a few minutes away. It's easy to check online if you're not sure. There's more information in this podcast and in the links in the show notes if you want to find out all about it. Right, Hole, we need to talk about water, okay? Drinking water is important for everyone, but particularly for runners and particularly for me. Yes, we all know you sweat buckets, Esther. I heard you should aim for about two litres of water a day. Does that include Savvy B? I don't believe it does, Hole. Thing is, water is all well and good, but when we sweat, and certainly when I sweat, we don't just lose water, but we also lose essential minerals and salts. Well, never fear, because I have a solution. Wasson powders are tasty, easy-to-absorb powdered minerals with premium botanicals and vitamins that you just dissolve into your water for a super tasty drink. That sounds loads better than boring old water. What flavours do they come in? I'm glad you asked. They're zingy, hydrate and replenish with spirulina, green tea, selenium and vitamin C. And that's perfect to hit the ground running in the morning. There's energy and cognition, which has a lovely blood orange flavour and is packed with cinnamon, green tea, maca and magnesium. Afternoon slump be gone. And there's relax and unwind in a black cherry flavour with chamomile, magnesium and lemon balm to chill out with at the end of the day. They sound properly lush. And perfect for pepping up all that water I need to drink to replenish all this sweat. Where can I get them? Well, if you go to boots.com, you can get the whole range on three for two. Lush. Sorry, bastards. Shall we say, let's say something funny and start? I, I I can't even begin to start with funny stuff. I don't have any funny in me today. No, I have my funny bone is is broken as well. Yeah, it's all gone. It's all gone. Mostly because, ask me how I am, Hall. How are you? Tell me. I've got COVID. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what What's going on? What's the symptoms? How are you feeling? Oh, oh this is a, such a relief to be able to talk to you about it because no one has yeah, asked. Yeah, come on. Because no one cares. Safe space. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah well so Dave brought it home after a night out with the lads kind of 10 days oh, ago classic classic um, but we have never had it it's not been in the house as far as I'm aware and now that I've got it I'm pretty convinced that we've never had it before because it's so different from really cold yeah yeah um, it's so different isn't it it's so weird yeah it's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. So he came back, mm-hmm. uh, woke up Sunday feeling all the feels um, and, and was really unwell for like half a day. Then he took a COVID test, which was dramatically positive, like a like a bang on the pregnancy. Like a media. Kind of like, yeah. yeah. Um, none of this waiting. You are the most pregnant you could possibly be. You <laughs> yes, have the most COVID exactly. you could possibly have. Yes. Yeah. So really super strong line immediately. Um, and then immediately cheered it up. So he was quite chuffed with it, I think. Um, and then I I tested negative all week until Thursday. And I was beginning to feel a bit grotty on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, is it, is it? But but it, it was negative the whole week. And then yesterday, positive, but on a very, very faint line. So Dave still thinks that he has COVID much worse than I do because his line is thicker. 
but he's fine. He's been fine all no, week. No, I he's don't think that's a thing. Loving it. Yeah. Not, no, Who even knows? I'm definitely not undermining the legitimacy of the COVID tests. Like they're the best thing that we've got to work out whether it's COVID or not. So I'm not knocking them. But remember, there was that whole thing where people were putting like Coca-Cola on their COVID tests and they were like turning positive and stuff. So I don't think <laughs> I don't think that just because you've got a thicker line, you have more COVID. Though if anybody is a, a, a I don't know, infectious diseases expert or has helped <laughs> yeah. develop the the lateral flow tests or whatever, yeah, yeah. the latty, latty flows, latty then flows. please write in and let us know. Yeah. But I don't think a latty so, flow is, is gospel when it comes to like, you know, strength I think of, it's that feeling like, yeah. yeah, it's that feeling like you were saying of it's different, it's not quite the same. Like both times I've had COVID, I've been like, this is defo coves. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like you've been sort of hit by a bus rather than you've been, sorry, not... Not to undermine people who have been hit by buses. I I know, I know, but it does feel a bit like it. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know, because I felt really weird because I had it, because it was coming on on Tuesday. Wednesday, I definitely felt really weird. And then yesterday, I just got the tickly. It all seemed to be focused back of my throat um, and a bit sneezy and stuff and a bit mm. headachy and definitely temperature today. Um, but it's all like at the back of my throat. So I'm like, I, I get these kind of random coughing fits. Like I had one when I was having a meeting mm-hmm. with our boss yesterday and I coughed all the way through it. Um, but, but otherwise sort of kind of generally, generally okay. But mostly yesterday, the biggest thing that was happening to me was that I tested positive for the first ever time in my life yesterday morning, mm. which meant that yesterday for maybe four or five hours, I was just hyper anxious which I wasn't expecting to be at all. Oh. So I was really scared. Oh, I'm so really sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? So just like sitting there just going. It is, well, it's re- yeah. yeah, it's really freaky. I think it's, it's as well, it's the fact that, like I think I only had one night of tight chest this time round and I didn't have a tight chest at all the, the first time that I had it. But it's that feeling and especially because lots of my anxiety is kind of localised in that area of like breathing and breath and running out of breath and feeling panicky that it just doesn't feel nice knowing that 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 could be a symptom and that you're kind of waiting for it the whole time that's it waiting not to freak you out but no mm. but it's true it's true isn't it and I've now know of so many people who would say because it's unpredictable so like when you get a cold or you get the flu or whatever or you get even if like because I have I am a bit chest infection-y because of asthma and things. Even when I've had those, yeah. because you've had them before, you can sort of predict the course of your illness a bit and just think, right, okay, well, this is, you know, I'll have a cold and then I'll probably get chest infection. And then, you know, that's it. That's that's how, how it works. And and when you have like your worst day, you kind of know it's your worst day and then you kind of come out of the, the dip of it. But there's so many people I've spoken to about COVID where they they have a mild version of it or what feels like a mild version of it then there can be sudden dips in kind of um symptoms and they can feel worse suddenly out the blue and then it can extend you know so it's all that it's the unpredictability and like dave was saying like he had it felt like he had covid for four hours and then was just milking it for four days but yesterday yeah he suddenly took a turn for the worse again so it's like so that that's just frightening really that's similar to to what happened with me that was really really bizarre it was like 
I had three days of feeling um, just like it was kind of nice ill. Like I did feel ill, um, which is never lovely, but it was kind of the type of ill where like you you just get an excuse to kind of snuggle up and, and bring yeah. bring the duvet onto the sofa. And we watched all of the traitors and <laughs> it was great. And I kind of, like I was aware enough. There was maybe one kind of evening where I was like, oh, this isn't very nice because I don't feel I feel so brain foggy that I can't really concentrate on even just kind of watching telly or whatever that, that was a bit boring yeah. and horrid but apart from that it was just kind of like quite nice classic ill where I just had an excuse to eat lots of chocolate and sit on the sofa and then I thought brilliant I'm coming out of it just in time for the new year and I'll be back at work and I can get on with training and everything will be fine had a day of feeling all right went for a walk saw a friend ca- did started my sort of normal life again and then mm. that evening in the middle of the night woke up with the most horrendous migraine that didn't move for 3 days and i was sick in the night and all of this stuff and it just was i mm. completely feel you it was just this weird thing where you couldn't ever then quite relax because it was like is it stopping or is it just going to do that again and suddenly yeah. hit me in the middle of the night and be awful again that's yeah. it i'm i i think because of because but it of does my pass asthma, and it will. It will. It will pass. I know it will pass. Mm. But yeah, because of my asthma, which is normally um, very, very, very mild and doesn't bother me at all, and and certainly hasn't even reared its head particularly in the last sort of three, four years, because of like you know COVID restrictions, basically. Um, but yeah. because of that, I do get the fear because you know that thing with asthma. It 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 kind of it, it's a really horrible circular thing where if you get if you get asthma, you're then conscious of it and you get worried about it and you get more anxious about the breathlessness and all of that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I have this absolute fear that it's going to completely go on my chest and um, lead to that sort of, you know, having, having sort of bad yeah. asthma days kind of thing. So, yeah, so I am, I'm, I'm feeling a bit better than I was yesterday mentally, I guess, um, but less, less fearful. Um but yeah, it's just, it is that unpredictability, just not not knowing what's gonna what symptom is gonna kind of slap me in the face and um, all of that. And I was yeah walking the kids to but school. But maybe this none is the answer, and I think that's the other thing to to remember as well. Like it's you know you will be fine if something hits you, and if it doesn't, then you are a sensible person who's on top of her health that will know when the time is to you know speak to a doctor or whatever. But yeah. very unlikely as a fit person that that's going to happen to you. Uh, it can, obviously can, but like it's un- unlikely. And if, and it's also worth bearing in mind that, you know, with just as much chance as, as something like that might happen, also you might have no symptoms and you might be all right and you might be going, na, na, ni, na, na, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really hope I am. I hope I am. I hope you but are then I was- too. But it was literally what? Where are we now? Thirteen minutes in. So it was about fifteen minutes ago that I said to Dave, "Oh my god, I really wish I could have like a duvet day." You know, I mean, I don't feel unwell enough to like not work or to not. But oh, if you have COVID, though, you know, I mean, that everybody everybody does take that very seriously. I was a bit worried that I was like, I'm going to really worry everybody if I when if I tell them that it's COVID. Um, yeah. Because I feel like that is, is a bit of a buzzword around our office because we've all been working yeah. from home since the very beginning. People have had COVID, but generally, actually, like quite a lot of people have managed to avoid it in the office, yeah. um, virtual office now. And um, and so I do think that it is particularly our boss. 
he has been really, really careful and he's managed to avoid it. And so mm. bless him. As soon as he found out it was COVID, he was texting me and making sure it was all okay. So, you know, yeah. I'm not saying that it can, it's, it's an excuse if you're not feeling, but people will take <laughs> it very seriously. If you, if you are I feeling know. like you need to do they day. I, I mean, I'd love to, but then. And uh, you should take you know it slow, f- Esther, because you don't, you're not a take it slow person. And I'm not. you have every excuse right now to have a duvet and watch all of the traitors if you haven't already. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know the thing? The <laughs> thing that really that really buggers it up is is not work because I'm actually I'm over a deadline at the moment, so I could effectively mm-hmm. I could if I wanted to. However, the thing that screws it is that at three o'clock I'll have to go and pick up the fucking kids. So it's I like I ha- have to get out of my PJs and walk up the hill and pick the kids up from school and and I did it this morning where I don't have any I could not find my mask so I had to wear this snood thing um mm-hmm. a buff and I put it That's over snood. my nose thanks um but the thing is wearing it means that everyone's like oh my god you got the plague because no one wears masks yeah. anymore do so no. I was instantly singled out as being awful person. And I was like, well, I, no, I've, I think you you'll know. instantly stand out as being a really holy person that like, really? like if I, when I do very occasionally see people wearing masks now, my first thought is not they've got COVID. My first thought is always, oh, they are like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Like I haven't worn a mask in a year. <laughs> and I always think, oh, they're, they, what a, what a public health conscious king. What do you think? That's what I think. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's, that's not think. what I. You always think you you're always nicer about people than I am. And so my my initial thought when I see people wearing a mask is like, oh, you're just thinking about yourself, rather yeah. than thinking oh, about. Oh, call the plague them. doctor. Yeah, cart them up <laughs> into the plague wagon. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, of course, with all of this, you know, you know what I'm worried about, don't you? I'm worried about my training. And like, I know. Uh, I know. I am so terrified of my trip. So I've missed one run, which was this morning. Um, and I was even fine, debating. Esther. I was debating going for that and I haven't done it. But, no, uh, I don't yeah, think you should. So- I think you should because I was just actually having this rant to our patrons and I won't take too much of it onto the pod because I want to leave some of it for them. But I was talking about a similar thing and the fact that I have really struggled with fatigue. Like I feel much better mm-hmm. and I've been really lucky that I haven't really suffered with the cough or or the cold aspect of COVID. Mine was much more the fever and um, yeah. that kind of achy body and headachey stuff. Um, but um, so I feel quite well in myself, but I've just been really, really tired since. And I've asked them what I should do about it. And I know what they're all going to say, which is that you need to rest and go slow. And um, I would hasten to give you the same advice. It's just that it does feel really panicky doesn't it when you know that you've got like already I was being a bit naughty and I wasn't doing as much running as I should have done over Christmas and I was like I'll it'll be absolutely fine I'll make up for it in Jan and then the first kind of like first week of Jan was an absolute no-no and the second week Mm. I've just been so sluggish that even running a 5k it's felt like really back back to the drawing boardy and I know that it's it's really scary but at the end of the day your health has got to come first because you will not be doing yourself any favors if you're at the start line and you've given yourself a longer term thing because you've been you were saying this exact same thing to me on the last episode, I, I believe. I know I was. I know I was. And I'm an And neither of us have paid any it. attention, it sounds like. I d- <laughs> no, I, I I I never pay attention to that. And I'm an absolute nightmare for it because 
no matter what happens, I've got the nagging voice in my head that makes me go out, even if I'm not fit. Like, so I went out Wednesday morning and I bear in mind, my symptoms started on Tuesday, but yeah. I tested negative on Tuesday. So I was like, oh, I'm superhuman. It's just a cold kind of thing. And Felix had been feeling a bit mm-hmm. unwell as well. So I just thought I was like, we, we talked about it on Wednesday and I was like, Dave, you've got COVID, but me and Felix, we've got colds. That's, that's yeah. how I thought about it. I was being a complete cretin. Anyway, so I went for a run Wednesday morning um, and um, and it was really good. It was only a 5K. It wasn't like a, a big long one, but it actually it was mm. the first time that I'd run since Christmas where actually it felt comfortable again to run for that distance at a kind of Weird. pace. Really strange, really strange. Yeah, and but I, take, I just take the win, I say. I, I'll take the win. Um, so I still want to do my... I won't do boot camp tomorrow because it's with people. Um, but mm-hmm. my lovely boot camp instructor is going to send me, she's going to send me a video so I can do one at home. Um, okay. So I will do that. I'm going to do strength training. Missed out on yoga. Obviously, hot room for the people. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to do my Good long idea. run this weekend. If I feel all right, I do want to do my long run this weekend. I mean, I think if you feel all right, then go for it. Go with the advice you usually give me, which is below the, below the neck, below, below the, the throat neck. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Then, then yeah. don't, don't, don't do anything that you don't think it, you know, that's going to push you. But yeah. if it's in your face, which it could well be, then it will be fine. I, I was going to yeah. say as well, you could always do. Um, I was remembering. I think she was called Debbie. You know, we were talking yeah. about. Um, a, a, this was ages ago. This is OG podcast content. Um, that um, I remember talking about the old Rosemary Conley workouts, and there was oh always my a woman. god, yeah, yes, Debbie, yeah, yeah, and she would be Debbie, and she would be doing the low impact thing. So she would low she impact. Be, there'd be no jumps. No, yeah, she'd just be doing the touch step or whatever. She wouldn't be doing a step ball change. I can so and, see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was Debbie always for the people who who weren't up for kind of high impact stuff or high intensity stuff on that day to follow. Follow Debbie. Yeah. Do a Debbie. Do a Debbie for a few days if you yeah. need, and just do the lower impact or the or the slightly less, you know, the press up on the knees equivalent or whatever in boot camp. Yeah, for for a yeah. few days so that you're still maintaining your fitness if you're worried about that, but you're not pushing yourself to the extremes that you might usually do. Yeah, it's classic, isn't it? It's um, I think yeah, that's absolutely right. I will do that definitely. The, the mountain climber steps rather than the running kind of thing, but mm-hmm. like it, it's classic that in terms of kind of little niggles like I've had for possibly for about 10 months I've had a bit of a a shoulder niggle which I kind of Mm -hmm. self-diagnosed using Dr Google and things and it meant that all of my exercising at boot camp have been I'd adapted it all um because there was quite a lot of shoulder presses quite a lot of kind of kettlebell swings things that required use using my shoulder where it was quite painful so I had to adapt it all and I've only just got back to a point at which it's still not 100% but I can now do a shoulder mm-hmm. press and I can feel there's a complete difference now between the strength in my right and left shoulder that, that there hasn't been before. So I need to build up that strength. And I've only yeah. got to a point where I can just about do a shoulder press and something else fucking slaps me in the face and it's bloody COVID and I have to adapt in another way. Yeah. And, it, and likewise, you know, I had that kind of sciatica, bad back stuff before Christmas and I've, I've been having this kind of um, like a glute hamstring twinge and I felt like that was kind of 
finally easing its way out and I had done a little bit of foam rolling and all that kind of thing so I feel like I was just about like oh okay okay I can actually start my marathon training you know fully Mm -hmm. ready and and I'm I'm bloody vegan and everything I'm I'm like super healthy yeah and and then this exactly I mean I can I blame veganism on COVID as well but (laughs) oh you could or other other way around or blame veganism on COVID it's covid's fault that vegans exist a little thing of of the same thing where i was like because again when i was talking to the patrons earlier i was like well at least you know mentally at the moment i feel proud of myself and i feel good because we've been doing veganuary and um i've really cut back on drinking and i've still moved every day even if my move every day has been like a walk or yoga not that yoga is Mm -hmm. only or even if but you know gentle yoga um yeah and so I have been feeling quite good about myself. I've been getting lots of sleep. I've been trying to go to bed at bed earlier, but um, I still just feel really knackered. And I did wonder, I was like, is it because I'm not eating, I'm not getting the right stuff because I don't know what I'm doing. But yeah. I, th- I think that might be a little bit of, a, of an excuse on my part. I think yeah. it's just that and- I've had COVID and I'm a bit tired and it's back to work and we had... We yeah. still haven't been back to work for as long as we had off. Oh, yeah. I haven't because I had I had a nice long Christmas. Yeah, so exactly. It takes a while to it's to getting back into the routine, isn't it? And yeah, but yeah. I just find that every time my alarm goes off in the morning, I I've, I'm like, it's four a.m. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. And it's like eight o'clock, and it's time to I get know. up and go to work. I know but it's horrific. It's yeah. horrific. I but know. Look, I don't even get up early. It, no, I mean no. Well, I certainly haven't this week. But look, because we've touched mm-hmm. on it, let's talk about veganism. Let's slag off veganism. How's it going for you? Because we were okay. Let's we were on slag the, it off. We, let's do it. Because we would do. We did the Simply Vegan podcast, which I will um, put a link to in the show notes. Because um, we were very kindly invited on there to talk about our failures in veganism since the first of January, um, and I think we were quite polite. Um, although I, I probably I think wasn't. we were a little polite as well and I have to yeah. admit I didn't I get nervous about their audience because I think I know there are yeah. some vegans in our audience and um, I feel like all of them are and this might just be very unfair to simply vegan but I feel like ours are very lovely and don't I think we've got nice um, vegans yeah I don't judge they don't judge no. and they're very whereas no. I, I worry about some of the responses that Holly and Molly have had before I, I know they love their audience and I think they've built it to a very you know comfortable non-judgmental place now but when they first started the podcast they did have a couple of quite cross people kind of get in touch and things and yeah, I do worry I w- about yeah. about coming under fire from the very very well-behaved never fuck up vegans that's um, it I, I was worried if I slagged yeah. off tofu too much that uh, I would I don't know get told off quite badly but yeah um, it's coming across as like you don't give a shit isn't it about um sorry very sweary today I don't I don't care I don't give a fuck <laughs> um but <laughs> but um yeah I think it's um it's coming it's feeling like you don't you don't want to come across like you don't care. Yeah, and of course I do. I, I I said on the Simply Vegan podcast, I think that that particularly my philosophy with it has been to do with 
animal welfare and sustainability and like I really logically understand why all of those things are very important and why I should be vegan if I want to call myself a you know an environmentalist or but also I kind of know that it's also really hard and there are other arguments that I probably haven't considered and eating cheese is really great and fun and it's tough and I don't want to you know I know that I can say that in front of our audience so basically let's have at it. Tell me, tell me your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also, I felt really guilty because we were asked on the, on that podcast. We were asked about the reasons for why we we considered doing veganuary in the first place, and um and Holly came out with all this stuff that she's just said, and it was absolutely amazing. She's brilliant, and but I was asked first, and my answer was like, oh, it's very selfishly to do with my own health. So um, that's I, not I selfish. Like my, I think that's why a lot of why, people do it, and. That ha- that, my why has also been secretly a little bit that as well. Like, I Ooh. can't remember whether I've said it on the pod, but I was really, really worried about um, about my bowel movements, basically. <laughs> oh, um, no, the wrong kind of I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> we're go- Yeah, yeah, we're going down this route. But um, <laughs> uh, it's all going downhill rapidly. But I, I feel, I've, I've, I just felt as though surely dairy... Like Doug told me something that I have no idea where he got this from and whether there's any truth in it whatsoever. So please don't do it or think that it's correct. But Doug was <laughs> talking to me the other day about the fact that humans are all lactose intolerant to some degree because we're not baby oh, cows. And yes. yeah. 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 And yeah. so it really totally got me thinking that. that I was like, maybe the fact I haven't had any of the horrible, scary symptoms of like, you know, proper kind of bowel disease or bowel cancer or anything where it's consistent change in bowel habit but I just mm. sometimes it will be fine sometimes not quite so fine and so um I was like maybe it's correlating with when I've eaten a huge great big baked camembert for dinner compared mm-hmm. to when mm-hmm. I've had you know I don't know a mushroom bolognese or something and um yeah. and I have to admit I do think that it has been helped by veganuary I do feel like uh, it, it is all looking a little bit healthier on the Bristol stool chart. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of those ones you want to stick up above your bed, is it? <laughs> no, you don't want the, the you don't want. No. Maybe I should put one in my bathroom for reference. <laughs> oh God, that'd be so embarrassing. People came around. Um, why have you got lots of pictures of different turds on the wall? Um, <laughs> But I do feel yeah. like I've been a lot better. So sorry, that was all a very long winded way of saying no. that mine has also been for my health. And I think, yeah, um, I, 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 you know, I sort of left that, left that bit out and spoke about my very, um, very holy, holy sort of, uh, Dalai Lama reasons. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah, I think no. see, the thing is with me is with like with the veganism thing um, and, and to state the bleeding obvious, there's like there's two big things about it. One of them is is no meat and one of them is no dairy. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And for me, I thought this was going to be really easy because I'm not a huge dairy fan anyway. So I thought uh, this is going to be I'm only losing one thing. It's not a big yeah. thing for me. Um, but first of all, as we discussed before, um, first of all, um, uh, the meat replacements that you get aren't necessarily that nice. So that was like one mm-hmm. thing. Um, 
And secondly, it's all the hidden stuff that you didn't realize wasn't vegan. So it's the milk powder stuff. And so... Oh my God. Um, I, fucking milk powder. <laughs> fucking milk powder in everything. And it was only after Molly said it the other the other day that I checked on the really old soft... I've got some old packets of salt and vinegar Pringles in the cupboard. And yeah, mm-hmm. not vegan. So it's like, that's just bonkers. It's so gutting. It's, it's so gutting. And I must confess, of my many sins, I've done a couple of sins. Um, oh, I did sins. have Pringles last night. And I mm-hmm. purposefully was like, I'm not going to look because Molly said almost all Pringle flavors now have got milk powder in. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't just want, don't I'm, not, I'm just purposefully not going to look and just eat them and go, yeah. well, they weren't a flavor that sounded like it had dairy in. So <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I do. I remember way back when there was, um, I had a friend that was a vegetarian when we were in our teens. And I remember her telling me that, that Walker's cheese and onion, this was, when we were teenagers, I don't know if it's true now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a long time ago. Walker's cheese and onion were not vegetarian, but Walker's prawn and cocktail prawn cocktail were vegetarian. So it was that yes. kind of really weird. That may kinda... not still be the case um, in terms of not vegetarian, but it is a hundred percent still the case that that cheese and onion are veggie and prawn cocktail are vegan. So I have been absolutely living for a prawn cocktail crisp that's bonkers that is, it's just bonkers isn't it it's, it the, is um, bonkers it's like pot noodles as well beef and tomato vegan <laughs> lots of the others not weird so weird oh so strange no, you so can yeah so sometimes my... have the opposite i was gonna say a, a very dull yeah. but i loved it anecdote my favorite kind to tell on the pod um <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I once got um this was I wasn't trying to be vegan at this point. This was back in the day of normal veg. I can't remember actually, but you know, definitely back in, in still in the days of not eating meat. I got yeah. these pringly things that I don't think you can get anymore, which is maybe because of this. Um, they were like a Walker's version of Pringles, um, mm. like a sort of off-brand, slightly cheaper Pringle thing. And I got a paprika flavor and Doug and I became absolutely obsessed with this paprika flavor. It was like really nice, really like kind of a little bit spicy, a bit tangy. And we ate those paprika Pringles like every night for like two weeks. This is when we were in uni. And, um, and uh, it then turned out when we looked on the back that they had pork in them. Ah. Which is probably why we were why we were craving them so obsessively. <laughs> they had <laughs> yeah. addictive pork substance in them. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, that has been I must admit, crisp. That's just wrong, isn't it? I, mean, I must admit, so where, where are we? We're we're recording on the thirteenth of January. It's only been thirteen mm-hmm. days. Um so less nearly than nearly halfway weeks. through though. Nearly halfway through. Um but I must admit, I am I am not reading labels, so I am not doing strict veganuary. Um, I'm so unstrict about veganuary. As I told you, my biggest cock up so far was last week mm-hmm. um, when I cooked myself a stir fry, which had chickpeas in it, and I was like completely applauding myself for being absolutely bloody brilliant for eating chickpeas when I don't even like chickpeas. Um, mm-hmm. And no one else around the table was having this stir fry, and I was like, "Ah, oh, look at me, look at me being vegan." But I put fish sauce. Nice. In it. Yeah, it wasn't until I mean, my third mouthful that I was I mean, like, actual, actual fish. <laughs> That's really not vegan. But I is it? feel like, like this stuff is the stuff that even very committed vegans take so many years to work out. I was having Worcester sauce for ages being veggie. Didn't realise that's got anchovies in it. 
I wouldn't have thought it got anchovies in it. No, there's oh. loads of stuff like that that like, why would you know? And it is sort of secretly not vegan stuff. That yeah, I know, I but Holly. totally excused a fish sauce. Did no, it say I can't. It's fish co- sauce. It's called fish sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's really, really stupid, isn't it, on my part? I, I don't know. But Would yeah, you like to I know always... what I had, had the other day? Yeah. Go on then. Feta cheese. <laughs> There's no mistake in that, is there? But we were no, going out really. for brunch and there, the, the the vegan option looked really sad. This is actually such a transgression. I didn't mention this on the podcast with Simply Vegan because there is no excuse for this. I just didn't want to pay 14 <laughs> quid for a vegan brunch. It looks shit. So I got the yeah, veggie one enough. and I had two poached eggs and a lovely chunk of feta cheese with it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And I, yeah, I made actually I made the kids toad in a hole last night and had some of their not their toads. But I definitely had some of their holes. No. And that, oh, that eggs. Yeah, and yeah holes are fucking sneaky, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I did that the other day. I didn't even think about it. I thought I had a totally vegan dinner. I had, I had Yorkshire puts with it. Aunt Bessie's in the freezer ones, they've definitely got milk or at least milk powder. Yeah. Eggs, yeah. eggs, you're True. right. Eggs too. Eggs. Shit. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was a fully, I made vegan sausage and mash and I made a vegan gravy from scratch and I used plant-based butter and and oat milk in my mash and I I went to all of that trouble and then I had a bigger, I stuck my toads in a hole. That's that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I am working, I feel like I've been working really hard to make sure I'm having all this corn stuff, all this tofu stuff that Mm -hmm. I absolutely hate. <clears throat> all these bloody chickpeas sorry covid cough um all this oh. stuff and then i'm topping it all off with like lashings of fish sauce and like <laughs> beef lick or whatever it is that i'm using for my umami <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous oh. i guess marmite's the only but way forward isn't it meat free marmite is is a great way forward that went in my vegan gravy and that uh, does definitely yeah. gives it a bit of a meaty, meaty tang and a bit of Dijon yeah. mustard I put in there. That was nice. Uh, but oh. I think, I think at the end of the day, plant-based is a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. you can definitely say far more than my total middle finger to veganuary of having a brunch the other day with feta cheese and a poached egg. Yeah. I think you can argue that a stir fry with all plants and chickpeas as your kind of main source of protein and stuff, but with a bit of fish sauce in it, it's a plant-based meal. Is it, at least it's a it's a meat and dairy-free meal. Yeah, exactly. And I would normally, I think I'd normally with that stuff, I'd normally be having either salmon or prawns or chicken, and I had none of those things, and I missed them terribly. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think I think as a way in which I, what I wanted to do was to spend the month discovering things. And then eke out two or three meals that could then enter into our rotation of meals. And we've done that already. So imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We had a really nice, I did a mushroom risotto with um, pearl barley that was absolutely lush. I mean, to be fair, it could have done with a great big scraping of Parmesan on top of it, but it was fine yeah. as it was. That's um, what I had with, mushroom, my, with my mushroom bowl last night. Mm. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Um, and but could yeah, have done with a great lentil, big scraping. Definitely. <laughs> mushroom and lentil bolognese, yeah. although we do that already, but I'll definitely do that more frequently. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the lunch things, some of the lunch things I've had, which are mostly also lentil based, I will have mm-hmm. instead of tuna going forward. I'll stop eating quite oh so my much God, mercury. Me too. So, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, good idea, probably. And yeah, same with with yeah. dairy. Like um, I have known for a while, definitely, that my bowels don't respond well to a double dairy day. So if I have like a <laughs> cheese sandwich for lunch, and then I have yeah. like cheesy pasta for dinner, or like. I don't yeah. know, a jacket potato with cheese or something for dinner, then I will have a bad time in the morning. But yeah. um, so I think I think to avoid, um, I will probably go back to having lashings of Parmesan on top of my mushroom bolognese, I'm not going to lie. But for my yeah. lunch, I have honestly found a game changer in everything wraps where I just will stick all of the vegetables, all of the salady bits, a big... This is sounds. This is very, very. This is the most middle class thing I've ever said on the on the pod. But a big game changer for me has been putting pomegranate seeds in my wraps. <laughs> oh, that is pretty middle class. Yeah, <laughs> it is quite middle class. But I do feel like it brings a, a little bit of interesting crunch. That means that I don't feel sad that I'm just having kind of lettuce and and bits. And oh, yeah. and of course, shout out once more to Future Chicken who are the big game changer and also because I didn't want to have that every day falafel mm. I found a new love for falafel I I got so I bored found, when I first went veggie yeah. have you found a new love for falafel yeah and particularly ones that are like really like like really heavy on the coriander and stuff like that they, yeah yeah oh, they're really yeah. really nice oh yeah lush sticking it under the grill as well and so then it gets yeah. a little bit kind of crusty oh it's so good yeah I'd yeah. completely gone off falafel because I'd been oversaturated with falafel when I first went veggie and it, the only sandwich option ever if you were like picking up a quick meal deal or going out for yeah. for lunch to a deli or something was like you know falafel and hummus and I had a falafel and hummus wrap yesterday and it was the highlight oh. of my day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's nice if you're making and I it think, yourself and you're actually putting stuff you love in it yeah. and things it's so so nice exactly I I definitely um yeah more like the onion that I'm putting into kind of like a sort of lentil salad thing is that the onion mm. and the gherkins that I'm putting in there is the stuff that's really lifted it um and I think um and I think it's also discovering that 
Quorn, I'm really happy. We already discussed, you know, your Quorn nugs. Love them. Um, but actually, Quorn pieces, I think I prefer Quorn pieces to kind of fake chicken. Um, there's something I yeah. think they, they just they, they taste like the inside of a corn nugget. So I'm 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 happy with that. But I did want to pick up on the dairy yeah. thing, Hole, because actually mm-hmm. um I had or I used to suffer quite badly with IBS when I was in my late twenties, early thirties. And um, yeah. at that point, I've probably talked about it on the pod before, but at that point, doctors that I spoke to about um I mean, I was crippled with kind of um uh, stomach cramps and things and I, I didn't know why I was getting these stomach cramps and it would lay me out for about half a day every time I had them and for me at the time I couldn't predict when they were happening um, and when yeah. I went to the doctors and started talking about food intolerances I was pushed away with a they don't exist there is no such thing as a food intolerance and um, they literally said that to me but that was mm-hmm. kind of almost 30 years that's ago ridiculous now. I know, I know, but I mean that was that was the thought then in the NHS, um, or, or certainly mm-hmm. in my GP practice. Um, we can't and, be bothered for there to be any such thing. <laughs> no, they they agreed that food allergies existed, but intolerances they thought was kind of just stupid people being silly. Um, yeah. But so so I so they gave me some pills to make it stop, which didn't work. And then I did a I I very sensibly did a bit of a food diary, figured out what it was that was hurting my stomach and it was dairy and it yeah. was dairy plus stress so those two things combined I was going through a bit of a stressy kind of relationship thing and I had and every time I ate dairy it would just floor me and it started off by having it if I had lots of dairy so lots of cheese would do it and and it got so bad that sometimes it was just the tiniest bit of like cream added to food or butter on a bit of toast and that would that would set me off. Um, wow! So yeah, and so then I cut it all out completely. I was dairy free for six months, um, mm-hmm. and then gradually gradually reintroduced it, but not in the level that it had been before. And that's one of the reasons why I don't really do dairy now. You don't do it um, now because that is a really yeah. really good idea, and I think I should probably do that because that was kind of part of the reason I was really curious about veganery. It hasn't completely. I suffer with IBS as well, and it hasn't completely stopped it from happening like I did have a little bout of it at the beginning of this week actually where I was kind of it wasn't crippling but just you know where it like hurts all the way up your it this is so gross but you feel like there are farts all the way up your back yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like that and I think actually what yeah. that was was the fact that um I was irritated because I was only getting it in the in the night and then waking up with it in the morning and I think what that was is the fact that um, I was drinking more fizzy stuff than I usually do um, because I, ha- as my little treat to myself at the end of the work day, instead of having a glass of wine, I've been having um, like a little Sprite or like last night we had non-alcoholic G&Ts that were absolutely lush, but I have been drinking no. much more fizz than I would usually, than I would usually drink because yeah. I would either usually have wine in the evening or I would just have water and wouldn't really think about it. Whereas I've been purposefully buying myself little, little treat drinks. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I think that was more bubbles, but, but I do think that, um, that not eating dairy has really helped because I also really suffer with, with tummy cramps when I've, when I've got, um, IBS. And the weird thing about it is that no one can really like diagnose it for you, I mm. found. Um, yeah. And, but if you want to take anything like Buscapan, Buscapan, or any of those things, yeah. that's one that I've seen around, then they all say yeah. don't take unless you've been diagnosed by a doctor with IBS. And 
I get nervous to take them because I haven't been. Um, so yeah. I just sort of suffer through it and go, this is a bit horrible. And I feel like I'm going to be consumed by my own farts. And then yeah, it I, kind of yeah. goes away. I'm sure you can, t- I'm sure you can take Buscapan if you want to. I, I never found, n- none of those worked for me, but then I don't think I had a thing that was necessarily going to be fixed by a pill. I mean, occasionally like a, a paracetamol would do the trick, but it felt to me, um, cause I never got the shits or anything. It was more that it felt like my stomach and everything above my stomach went into spasm. That's what it felt like. So like everything oh, kind of like from your sternum down to your stomach, it would just would kind of seize mm-hmm. and was the most uncomfortable feeling. And I would just have to lie down and not do anything and not talk to anyone. Um, and they, they gave me some oh, that's anti, anti-spasmodic tablets or something to kind of unclench. Um, but they just, it didn't work at all. I mean, maybe, maybe technology there has changed and, you know, medical advances have changed so that those kinds of pills do work, but they didn't work. And the mm-hmm. thing also, because it was really stress related and also on top of all of that, we've got Crohn's in the family. So my brother at the same time had, he was suffering from all sorts of kind of IBS related weird symptoms over in France, mm-hmm. which is where he lives. And he was, di- in, in the end, he was diagnosed diagnosed with colitis but one of the questions they asked him was do you have Crohn's in the family and my aunt used to have Crohn's and um um not that she's recovered from it she's dead um um, not off not from Crohn's Crohn's. yeah um but (laughs) but Crohn's exists in our family and there is a genetic link and I think also in terms of what my bowel has been doing what my stomach has been doing and what my brother's bowel you know I think with there is that as well so that's that's a whole other conversation between Crohn's and that's very interesting because I do also have Crohn's in my family do you Mm. yeah my granddad had Crohn's only very very late in life was he diagnosed with it but my granddad had Crohn's intriguing I think I think I might need to dig in a bit deeper to this yeah, do I think it's, um, but also with my brother's, so my brother has colitis, but it's definitely stress related. So it's definitely like if big things, moving house, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing and and job stuff, work stuff. So I think that's also worth bearing in mind that if you're someone that, that reacts mm-hmm. to stress negatively, I mean, who reacts to it positively? I don't know. There's probably some bastard out there that does, but I think if you react negatively to stress, then you can, I think it, reacting within your gut i think is a is a highly normal thing to do isn't it because your gut is supposed to be yeah. like your second brain have you have you done any of that like um fermented food stuff have you done any kombucha and kimchi and all of that uh, i should <laughs> i really should i quite like kimchi i don't like kombucha do i've tried i've tried we got sent some kombucha um during when we were testing a bunch of products earlier this year and I could just about stomach the um ginger one because it kind of tasted a bit like a ginger beer and the fermented kind of taste didn't go didn't offend me so much when it was when it was kind of with ginger um yeah it tasted a bit like ginger beer but there was a coconut one and I'm so terribly sorry to them because they were very lovely people and I won't mention the brand name because I'm sure plenty of people like it but there was one that was like coconut and lime and I've never tasted Mm. anything so foul (laughs) yeah there there were four flavors in there but the ginger one was was quite nice I could see myself doing that I, I don't enjoy it but like I can see myself drinking you know that every so often if it helps with gut stuff 
But I do really like kimchi and we do eat quite a lot of kind of like Asian inspired food, like ramen and that like a spoonful of kimchi on top would probably not only be good for the tummy, but also would be really nice with a meal. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you follow Hugh Fernie Whittingstall on the gram? I don't. Isn't he local, Hugh Fernie Whittingstall? <laughs> He's definitely West Country. Yeah, not- I think he might. I think he might be quite local. Not as local as I'd like him to be, because obviously I think he's amazing. <laughs> um, but Shall he, I follow him right now? Do it. Do it. He's a massive fan of fermented foods. And I think he's kind of, he sort of refound his kind of joy of, I don't know, healthful foods. He, he absolutely loves it. He's forever fermenting bits of cabbage and this, that and the other. Oh. And I think as a result of him, like he would never, he would always be doing it himself because he's that sort of person. But um, I have been inspired to buy buy a drink very similar to what you've been talking about. Actually, a ginger it's kombucha ginger drink. Um, yeah. which I mean, oh, Christ knows if it helps my gut, but I mean, it's at least palatable because it just tastes like ginger ale. So I think more things think like that, that. Yeah, that's the same with the one I tried. I think that's all you need to be honest. Is I don't think drinking yeah. kombucha is ever going to be the one. It's like doing a ginger shot or something. Where yes. I think you just need to kind of get it out of the way, and you know it's doing you some good, and then you forget yeah. about it, and you have a sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing a lot of ginger and turmeric over the last few days, just in a in a kind of a hippie way of trying to combat all the lurgies. Loads of I it. genuinely think there is something to be said for it, though. I've been doing the yeah. same. Did I tell you about my little concoction of lemon, ginger, mm. raw ginger, uh, turmeric, honey, and if I've got it, which I haven't anymore, I bought it because I needed it for a recipe the other day, but it's all gone now, a little bit of mint, fresh mint, Bloody and hell. then just making a tea by pouring hot water over all of that. I genuinely feel like that has, has saved me over the last couple of months. I did obviously eventually eventually catch covid but um but it, <laughs> okay. it, it, ha- it saved me before then well there you go and and nothing as we know will kind of stop covid in its tracks apart from the vaccinations um so we'll yeah. leave that there but uh that yes sounds so turmeric like obviously is not is not medicine but i do think that arming your body with some of the right kind of like you know, if if it's in fighting shape in terms of what you've been putting into it over the last little while, then yeah, it might have more opportunity for actual medicine to do the trick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And do you know what? That moves us quite nicely on to one thing that I really wanted to talk about. I know it does rather. Um, I, I know Holly gasps. Holly gasps when my segues aren't like. <laughs> clunk 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 let's talk about yeah like, you know. <laughs> did you um, hear a clunk clunk just now earlier by the way i did see doug in the corner i hope that didn't come did you i was gonna say doug came over and knocked over knocked over an empty bottle of tonic water and then went out again so sorry if anybody heard that <laughs> um, so what i was going to move on to was um a food bank run have we talked about food bank run yet i don't think so I don't think we have. Um, so this this is amazing. I think this is a really, really cool thing. Um, so I was speaking to uh, a woman who has started up a, a, a movement called Food Bank Run. Uh, she's called Sarah. And, um, and she's absolutely lovely. And we've got her in the magazine actually in March issue, I think. Or is it February issue? Can't remember. Nice. February issue. Um, 
Uh, yeah, she's, so she's really lovely. So what she kind of realized um, was she was talking about um, running and running groups and all that kind of thing. But she was also, as many of us are, very concerned about the rise in food banks and the rise in need for food banks, um, which are, I mean, it's just absolutely fucking appalling that they have to exist at all. It's um, unbelievable that there is a huge shortfall in welfare um, support, yeah. um that means that people have to ask for free food i think it's it's unbelievable anyway anyway yeah, it's horrendous moving on from that they have to exist and they're there for a reason because there are people that are having to choose between heating their homes and feeding their children which is just appalling um but what her what she was thinking was is there a way in which we can harness the power of running to aid food banks in some way and on top of that, what she's been talking about is that um, around about kind of harvest festival time, so October or whatever, food banks get mm -hmm. a huge influx of food from like schools and from people who kind of donate loads of food. Um, and at Christmas, the same thing happens because people realize they're buying loads of stuff for themselves. And so there's a lot more mm -hmm. donations at supermarkets and at food banks generally. Um, and they still benefit from that in January. Come February, there is fuck all. February is the worst. Really, month. it's an absolutely okay. diabolical month. It's it's it. You know, think about all the other things that are going on there. So it's also it's one of the coldest months of the whole year. So you're heating. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you can afford heating, it's it's a toughie. Um, uh, and and in terms of people that are accessing food banks for food, they they just can't. You know, there's just not enough stuff on the shelves. Um, because people like mm -hmm. us have forgotten. We've forgotten to donate at supermarkets. Uh, we're having to pay off our credit bills from Christmas. You know, we don't realize that the need is still there because the kind of campaigning for it is not in our faces anymore. And so yeah. she has, I know I'm on my high horse. I like it up here. She no, has. No, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, well, <laughs> it's all terribly sad, but I'm, I'm feeling thoroughly educated by you right Good. now. Oh, bless you. I don't like being a teacher, but I just feel like, um, so what she's developed is mm -hmm. food bank runs. So she is asking people to use their, either their solo runs or kind of more helpfully group runs to persuade their, um, running clubs and running groups and stuff to choose a night where everyone goes for a run. And the end goal of that run is to donate some food to either a food bank or to a supermarket if they've got a food bank kind of collecting receptacle which yeah do. A trolley at the end of the of the yeah checkout thing mm -hmm. exactly and so what she's doing is she's asking it's very simple and you can go and kind of because she's um collaborated with a few people now but um you can just google it and i'll put a link in um but the the, the main thing is to kind of agree on a date at which you're uh, your group would do it and particularly in February this is this is the main thing agree on a on a um, an evening or, or a run date that you'll do it to contact if you're going to make the food bank the kind of end goal of your run to contact them and find out what they need so don't all turn up with like 50 packets of rice krispies go, you know go there with like mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff that they actually need it could also you know check out whether they need hygiene stuff as well as food you know yeah. because sometimes you know, they say don't they on a if you are going to a local supermarket to do it sometimes mm -hmm. there will be a sign up um yeah. near the trolley 
um, saying, you know, sponge puddings and tinned peaches, and it will say what specifically they they are having a shortage of that they that they want more of. Baked beans, it will sometimes tell you, won't it? Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's things like tampons as well. So, so really, kind of, mm-hmm. it's really good idea to either, yeah, look at the stuff on the shelf for the supermarket or ask your food bank what it is they need, um, and get those things together. Um, and then, you know, you, you just need a little, you know, a running pack, um, chuck a couple of bits in, in, in your bag. And then, you know, as a running club, you can all do it together. You can sign up as well, which is really nice. So go to food bank run, um, and, and I'll put a link in, go there, sign Amazing. your club up or sign yourself up. And then if we can all pledge to go for this run just once, would make a difference obviously if we were doing it once a week it would be amazing and that could be you know a can of beans and you know a packet of tampons it doesn't have to be hugely expensive for us yeah um it's just a little bit extra in our weekly shop and we can just put something in our bags and then drop them off either at the supermarket if there's space and capacity or at a local food bank and we can make i think between us because it's all runners isn't it and there are so many of us and we're all really nice people and we all mm-hmm. understand the need. So I think between us, we could make a huge difference, a massive difference. I have also on Food Bank Run, I've signed us up as women's running as a kind of whole club thing. And I'm going to try oh, and find... Amazing. I know, but I did it a couple of weeks ago and I've now completely forgotten what I did. What I'm going to try and do is find the link for that and then I'll put it in the show notes and I'll see if we can all maybe um have like the space of a week maybe the first week in february and maybe all of us could do it together uh um which would be a lovely that would be amazing i would love to do that yeah it would be really nice and then we can we can put something on instagram um i'll try and think of a a specific hashtag that we could use but it'll be a food bank run you know Mm. and then but um but yeah that's what i want us to do that's what i want us to aim for in february go for one run donate some food if we can all go for a run once a week and donate like one thing a week then that would be even better but one run one let's aim for one run that would be um that's what i want us to do okay so you can, yeah that sounds lush yeah will you do it hall yeah i'll definitely do it with you i'll definitely yeah. do that hurrah Aww. That has made me think anyway, generally, that I, I have definitely been falling into the trap of not donating to the food bank me too. for a good little while. So, yeah, I will definitely make sure my next big shop, I have a look when I go in at what they need and chuck a couple of extra bits in. Yes. Do you know what? I, I wonder if um, supermarkets, I reckon, because most of my shopping I do online um, and I'll go to like mm. co-op and pick up some extra bits. And what I, I forget because I'm going to a little co-op and there, and I don't think there are things written. Maybe there are, but I don't think there are things written saying, like, as you're no, going No, I don't think little co-op does do it so much. No. My only place that I can think of right now that does it, that I've donated to before, is Big Sano's. Ah, uh, yeah. So what I would love, yeah. what I'd love the big supermarkets to do is to suggest donations when you're buying online. Because if if I'm scrolling through and and something came up in a little block saying actually food banks need this, then I could just add that into my basket and then it would get automatically donated to a food bank. I wonder if anyone does that. Yeah. I haven't seen that. That would be a brilliant thing. That would be such a brilliant thing. And then at the end of the day, the the delivery driver can take all of the bits, have a crate that's going to the food bank. Yeah, exactly. This could be a thing. If it's not a thing, then 
let's campaign. Let's campaign for that. <gasps> Who do we campaign yeah. to? Mr. Sainsbury's. Yeah, maybe Mr. Sainsbury's, Lord Sainsbury's, I believe he's called. Because do you know my anecdote? Sorry, this is slightly rogue. Another classic pointless anecdote that means nothing. Do but it. I love. <laughs> Granny Taylor. Yes. She once received a parcel um, and it was full of gorgeous designer clothes and things and like posh scarves and stuff. Yeah. And it was intended for Lady Sainsbury. And I have no idea how it ended up in uh, Granny Taylor's flat, but maybe she had a similar name, a uh, similar flat name, similar postcode or something. And so she got a whole bunch of Lady Sainsbury's posh stuff and um, <laughs> and she contacted her. Uh, mm. I, I, I guess maybe the real address was on there and she managed to get in touch or something and the postman had got it wrong or whatever. She contacted, somehow contacted Lady Sainsbury's mm. um, or could be Lady Sainsbury. In fact, because it's yes. Sainsbury's apostrophe yes. S. Yes, so it would have been Lady Sainsbury. Yeah. And uh she um and Lady Sainsbury said, Oh, don't worry about it, my love, you keep it. Oh, <gasps> get out of town. And so, I know. So <laughs> Granny got a whole bunch of lovely scarves and bits and bobs at, from Lady Sainsbury. And forever that has made me really, really like oh. Sainsbury's and like Lord and Lady Sainsbury. However, this is when somebody writes in and says, Do you you do know Lord and Lady Sainsbury are I don't know, yeah. awful um land grabbing yeah. dog <laughs> murderers or something. But yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't yeah, looked just... into them, but they seem like lovely people to me because Lady Sainsbury was kind enough to give her cashmere scarves to Granny Taylor back in oh. the day. Oh, well, she sounds wonderful. So She sounds wonderful, doesn't she? Yeah, so in which case, they are bound to to say yes to the suggestion of adding in a food bank donation. Because like when I do my online shop, as, as I scroll through, things come up highlighted as sponsored. So like random food that's not on my favorite list will come up as like, you know, buy these bananas because they're sponsored by a banana company or whatever. So mm-hmm. they surely they can have like a house ad she says talking in magazine terminology where where it yeah. says um food bank can of beans food bank pack of sausages food bank you know and you can just click it and add it i absolutely yeah. love that they should do that and they then when they're that. going to do the delivery i think we've fucking invented something if when, when they're going something. to do the delivery yeah all the people from your postcode or whatever where who who presumably have got all the all the crates, I don't know how they organize it, all the stuff, but I imagine obviously no. like l- relatively small location based. They also put a crate aside with everyone's stuff that they've done for the food bank. Yeah. And then that crate, then final delivery of the day goes off to the food bank. I think that we've invented something and that this could be a thing. I think we should contact Mr. Tesco, Mr. Morrison, Lord yeah. Sainsbury and yeah. and, and, and the, trussle the trussle guy from Dragon's thing. Den. And yeah, and and whoever yes, it and is, the trust trust. yeah, yeah. He's oh. the isn't he the waitress guy, the guy from Dragon's Den, uh, who he? looks a little bit. He looks a little a little bit stern. Uh, I don't know. I'm presuming that it's him because he's John Lewis, isn't he? And oh, he's not called know. John Lewis. <laughs> and he should be called John Lewis. <laughs> and he should be called John Lewis. <laughs> anyway, oh my God! Imagine if you're an international listener. There, I'm so sorry. That was that. Uh, lots of that was very interesting and hopefully very relevant for you and your local, yes, but also very specific bank equivalent, yeah. mm. but very very specific UK supermarket chat as per 
as per Soz. <laughs> Soz. Uh, I do. I think that is us a thing. That's a thing, isn't it? Who do I speak to about getting that changed? Hmm. I'm going to campaign. Let's and find if anyone out a way, I think we should yeah. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have got any ideas on how we could make that be a thing, that'd be amazing. But in the meantime, yeah. please go for those runs and please donate some food. Um, which actually all ties up into the fact that women's running along with all the other brands that Anthem produces, um, our main um, charity partner in 2023 is the Trussell Trust, isn't it? Yeah. So um, that's another nice link. Um, so I do, and but it's not because of that that I want to do this. It's not because we have them. Like it, this is something that I'm passionate about anyway, as I think, you know, we all should be. Um, we should all be passionate about our communities not having enough to eat. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's let's do it. I think let's all go for this run. And I'll put like a big link in. I'll see if we can all do it together. Um, I think this could be amazing. I think we could actually make a really huge difference here. Um, but, yeah, if anyone has any ideas on how to kind of change online shopping to be more... Uh, food bank friendly if anybody yeah. already knows as well if this does exist then please Might let do. us know because i fully yeah. feel like we've invented something that we can campaign for here but we may yeah. not have done um but yes i i i think that that would be an amazing thing and yes, in the meantime do donate and trust or trust if in doubt if you have money but not time if you have um yeah then then trust or trust is a great a great charity and if you are a user of a food bank then um, do write in and let us know your direct experiences of mm. what the situation is at the moment and, and and how it can be helped, you know, what you've noticed is lacking and also how horrid and nobody should have to do that and it's bloody grim. Should I, because um, I was, you know, like I'm doing London Marathon thing, so I was like, if, if I don't die of COVID in the next couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. should I... Um, I know the answer to this. Should I run for Trussell Trust again? I should, shouldn't I? Do you think people would be... I mean, yeah, I think if you... I know why you haven't signed up for a charity because I know it is an added extra stress and it's it's added pressure, isn't it, when you... When there is lots of uncertainty and illness floating around that you don't want to let people down if you don't actually manage to make it to the start line or whatever. But Mm. um, I do think that you managed last time to raise quite a lot of money in fact yeah bloody loads of money lots thanks to the pod squad um and also partly thanks to colleagues and friends and people at work um that i think it was only like a a few five days or something before you did the marathon that you posted the link so i wouldn't worry about having like a long campaign i would just stick a link up a few days before saying if people are interested in um in but sponsoring you, me then you don't think people would be tired of donating by that stage because it'll be the second time well, I've potentially done it but months. then that's their that's their prerogative it's not it's not embarrassing or failing or whatever if if you don't make as much money as you did last time or whatever but it's still some money towards the trussell trust isn't it which is great that's true yeah i'll do i'll do it maybe closer to the day maybe i'll give myself like two weeks rather than one week because it seemed, seemed a bit yeah okay yeah I will do okay I'll do that I'll do that yeah I think you can do it without having to put that pressure on yourself while avoiding that nasty feeling of like oh god I've got this thing Mm. hanging over me and these people that I don't want to let down yeah um, while still also doing a nice thing but see how you feel see how you feel all right yeah no I will Mm. I will I will I promise I promise I will (sighs) right Hall 
Are you running this weekend? Uh, I'm actually likelihood running now. Oh. Well, now I say I'm actually still in my pajamas right now. Um, <laughs> but um, I've got these pajamas from Tesco's. I can't really show you. I've had to turn my camera off because we were having some slight technical difficulties. But I'm oh. wearing these um, pajamas that make me look like I'm a member of a sort of cult. I look like I'm in Westworld or something and I'm about to go, <laughs> welcome to the institution. Please sign in at the reception. I look a little bit like that in them, like I might be an AI person. Um, so I'm currently in my cozy, my cozy um, ro- robot woman pajamas, um, but I am planning on going for a run probably this lunchtime because it's actually quite a nice day today and it's been so okay. rotten this week and it's meant to be tipping it down this weekend. Yes. And also, very selfishly, I'm going for drinks with a friend tonight. And I would quite like to be able to have lots of glasses of wine and not have to go, oh, I should probably only have one, two max because I've got to run in the morning. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a glass of Savvy B all week and I'm looking forward to my multiple glasses tonight. So oh, I think right. I'm going to get my run out of the way this lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to see how it goes because I tried to do a 5K the other day and it was really slow and I really struggled. I think I was still kind of recovering. So I think I'm going to set out with four as my as my B goal, no, mm-hmm. as my A goal, two as my B goal. Because if I only manage to do two miles, then um, I can still do four on Sunday, Monday, Sunday morning or Monday morning and still yeah. be fitting with my training plan. But ideally, I'd quite like to get my four out of the way. But if I do two, that's still another training run that, mm-hmm. um, that you know, will contribute. So I'm, that's going to be my B goal. If I feel like I get to sort of one and I'm like, I'm going to die, then yeah. um, I might do. I might just leave it at two. I'll see how I go. But either okay. way, I'm going to run because I need to run in order to go and pick up my wine from later for later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a great way. I highly recommend not but, having wine in the house on a Friday and needing to go for a run in order to go and pick the wine up. <laughs> Oh yes, uh, yeah. It's a great destination goal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> what about you? You're thinking of doing your long run, right? Yeah, I won't. See run how it today. goes. Totally I won't play run. by ear. I'll play by ear. Yeah, I won't run today. Um, I might do. I might do a little strength workout today. I might do another little strength workout tomorrow if I feel alright. Um, and if if I didn't have COVID, I would be. I can't remember what my plan says, but it's probably nine or ten miles. I think on Sunday. Um, and I might dip down. So I'll see see how I feel, and I might dip yeah. down and do six or seven maybe, and um, see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And go super, super, super slow. And um, yes, listen to my body and be kind. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. I know, I know. Hashtag be kind. (laughs) Hashtag be kind. (laughs) But it will be, it will be fine. I've discovered a new thing actually that I want to share with everybody that I'd I'd forgotten about until now. Um, That I have been, you'll be quite proud of me, that I have actually been doing strength training and HIIT training. Because I've, found this youtuber and she does hit workouts um and they are like hit workouts with dancing and the dance i am <laughs> shit at dancing but it is so fun and her whole philosophy is she's like oh you know fake it till you make it i can't remember what she says it's something like um i can't remember but it's all about it doesn't matter if you look like a complete 
twat it's mm-hmm. all just it's much more fun to do hit training this way yeah. um and she does like um like the one I did yesterday was like Rihanna versus Beyonce <laughs> hit workout so it was like oh it was so good and then she does I've, I've seen ones on there that are like show tune ones there's a wicked one <gasps> Oh, oh, I know. I know. I've <laughs> honestly found my niche. So she's called MK Fitness and MK find Fitness. her on YouTube. She's my new yoga with Adrian. Uh, well, I am also still doing yoga with Adrian, but she's now part of my little YouTube fit- fitness fam that I am obsessed. So that's oh, the way I force myself to do hit training this time around is because if I'm doing it to Wicked Tunes or to <laughs> Harry Styles, then I can make it work. But I have actually got quite sore thighs today because there was a lot of squatting in the Beyonce numbers. Oh my God, that's amazing. I love the fact that you're doing stuff to things I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know a Harry Styles. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know a Harry Styles song if it came up and slapped me in the face. Honestly. Oh, I feel like Harry Styles songs have been slapping me in the face all year. I haven't (laughs) been able to avoid them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were, we're going to go for a drink soon, aren't we? We decided, um... As as a, we're going to go on a on a group, Newman Ooh, family, yeah. Taylor yeah. Evans family drink. <laughs> so let's let's get some Harry Styles tunes on. Let's have some glasses of Savvy B. And I need to give yeah. you back your gloves. Yes, I need. And that's a little back. insight into our lives. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only weekly newsletter from me and Holly, free access to our monthly live chats, and you can listen ad-free too. And if you join our cheer squad tier for just £6 a month, there are bonus podcasts to be had. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.